Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to The Upfront Investor, the show where each and every week I give you all the very latest information on what's happening in the Australian share market. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation. Now let's get into it. Hi everybody and welcome to the Upfront Investor. I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within and today I wanted to really get into discussing what kind of trader or investor are you and the reason, part of the reason why I want to talk about this is we, I contributed to an article for the Herald Sun in Melbourne which I believe went to lots of places um, like uh, probably would have been in the Daily Telegraph in Sydney, Korea Mail, Brisbane um, and other areas on a, on a network thing because I was asked by the journalist about trading psychology or investing psychology and they said you know well, have you got sort of different types and I thought well that was great so I actually wrote down a lot more information and they put a little bit of it in their article but um, as I said today it's really about what kind of trader investor are you because uh, if you haven't found your trading mentor.com.au, have a go, uh, have, go in and have a look at it because there's some trading tips that you can subscribe to for free, or if you choose to, you can do the the, the ten lesson course. The reason why I'm mentioning it because last, geez, over the last five days, I think I've had about forty or fifty emails from people in there, with the vast majority of those people asking me things such as I don't know where to start, um, I don't know how to buy and sell stocks, um, how do I I've got dogs, stocks in my portfolio. What do I do? Um, you know, a whole range of these beginning questions. And at the end of the day, most of those people, when they're asking me these questions, they know the answer is education. Just most of them haven't actually done education or taking that plunge. And it's really about, to me, the, the answers to those questions are very, very simple. How do you get started? Well, learn how to get started. Um, and so it's very hard for me to answer those things on an email. But... But to me, always first and foremost, it's actually about understanding who you are, and that's really the subject of today's podcast. Because really, investing is all about fear and greed, and so there's nothing like having your money on the line to bring out the best and the worst in somebody. Because it, anything involves money, or investing investing involves money, and it's one action that brings with it a vast range in personal emotions that can see a normal, rational person act irrationally and in doing so make or lose vast amounts of money. Now fear and greed also sees some consistently some consistently profit while others seemingly with the same amount of intelligence and knowledge act exactly the opposite. And what I mean here is we obviously you understand that we teach people how to trade in here and, and it's amazing that I can have two people going through exactly the same course at exactly the same time with exactly the same coach mentor and yet two of them will get vastly different um, perception of the market and all vastly different results on the market and the end of the day the variable is that person and that's why an, another common question I also get asked is how much money do I need to start with or how much money can I make if I trade uh, again how long's a piece of string but that depends on the individual because the individual is the variable because when, when it comes to investing, we know that there are a few different psychological types and subsets of psychological types within those. So in my opinion, to be successful in investing, uh, that a person should invest in line with the type of personality they have. Because uh, sometimes it's what works for me may not necessarily work for you. And that's really what I'm trying to get at here. 
because um, being incongruent here is often very costly in both time and money. And oh, I've just stood on something. Sorry, if you heard a noise, uh, I just stood on a cord. Um, back to the thing. So being incongruent is is often costly in both time and money, and I often find that people are very incongruent with what who they are, and it often comes down as they get psychologically or sorry. Um, marketed to by some of these companies with you know, fast and sexy results and therefore then they'd start to do something like trading FX or E-minis or the new one I think out now is binary options and all sorts of other stuff and in the hope of making lots of money but then they end up losing. But having dealt and taught with or having dealt with and taught investors for, over, for around two decades anyone can invest successfully and I'll use invest literally in terms not literally in terms of interchangeable with trading so anybody can invest successfully or trade successfully if they learn to understand their psychological or investment profile and then they can develop a strategy around that profile to manage their emotions because trading is both a science and an art form the art form is where you really your emotions come into it or your psychology does investing in in investing well pretty much everything revolves around risk and in turn someone's psychological type with regards to the investment. This is a psychological type which or this psychological type will determine whether they move toward taking a risk or whether they are someone who tries to avoid taking the risk and to what levels they move toward or away from risk. And hopefully you understood that one. It's some people are risk takers, but then there are different levels of risk takers. Some people are very high risk takers, other ones are a medium risk taker, and some are low risk traders. But there are other people that are exactly the opposite, they avoid everything to do with risk. And um, we met a few of those people in our lives, and you probably have too. So, what are the different types of? I've actually broken it up into four broad sections, and that's pretty much it. Uh, and as I said earlier, there are subsections of this, but we've got. I've just naturally titled them or given them a few different titles, but the first one is risk avoiders. And I've put a risk level of those as one to two. So their level of appetite for risk is around one to two. And as the name suggests, these people avoid taking on risk at all costs. And as such, they are people who invest their money predominantly in cash products with a big bank, like term deposits, bonds, that sort of stuff. And anything that would see the value of their investment move up or down is generally avoided. They don't like seeing movements and fluctuations in their bank account or their money. Um, these people are, can be people that will put, uh, there's an old saying, uh, is, you know, it's, it's, it's either in the Commonwealth Bank or a tin in the ground. You know, this, you say those people, they did a, dig, dig a hole in the garden and put their money in a tin and put it in there or put it under their bed or those sorts of people. So risk avoiders will generally not invest in property or shares, nor will they trust advisors. And however, some will venture into managed funds, but not in any great deal. They've all got superannuation because they have to because of their um, employment in general. Obviously, it's it's paid into super funds, but generally they stay away from a lot of people. So the second uh, the class of uh, people that I've got, or, or personality profiles or psychological profiles, is the drifters, or what I call the drifters. Uh, and these I've put at a risk level of three to four. Now these investors tend to drift along in life and will buy shares. Maybe you know maybe they got Comsec or Commonwealth Bank off a float, or um, they bought Qantas off a float, or they bought Telstra on the float. That sort of stuff. They might buy an investment property, but they generally won't have a lot of investment property. And they may have some managed funds, more out of knowing that they need to invest rather than through some sort of solid plan or strategy and that's why I call them drifters because they just tend to drift on whatever happens they might do something uh, and there's varying levels of that as I said but they generally are low risk takers preferring to stick to what they know 
rather than explore what's possible for them. And they generally don't sort of get much education. They don't really know much about what they're doing. If something seems okay, then they'll do that. The next level I call the achievers, and this is probably to me the most, if I can say the healthy uh, is or the healthiest level that you need to be in, because um, these people are actually the, the long-term ones that generally make the most amount of money uh, and do retire very, very well, more so than the other two I've, I've actually mentioned. Uh, and these achievers, I put them at a risk level of five to seven. Now, the, these investors are much more organized and structured in their approach, knowing that the best results come from taking a methodical approach to investing or and or trading over the long term. There's no short and fast here. They're not going to get rich quick, those sorts of people. Uh, these people tend to get educated and do their research before investing. And these people will invest in shares, property, and they'll venture into leveraged markets like CFDs and trading in general. They may even use margin loans. They might have a line of credit. They might have multiple um, properties, um, but they do things in a structured and in a planned way. I mean, there's an old saying, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. These people plan. The last group I want to talk about is the gamblers, and you probably guessed I was going to say something like that. And these have a risk level of 8 to 10 out of 1 to 10 and so they're at the top end of it the gamblers are the exact opposite of the risk avoiders as they choose to embrace risks and are quite prepared to take excessive risk which they tend to do and they do that often now these people tend to look at trading highly leveraged markets such as foreign exchange options cfds speculative stocks and i've had a few more recently on binary options and you know, uh, there's a whole range of different vehicles that these guys do because they want to make it fast, basically. Basically, anything that moves fast will take their fancy. They can win big, but they also die big, and the majority end up broke. Generally, that's sort of in between 12 months and three years. They, they, I've met people that have made a million dollars in here and lost it in, in six months. I've met people that have made multiple millions of dollars over a year or two then lost it all again. And so these are the big gamblers that you're seeing and if you want to actually look at that profile just go to the casino any day and you'll see a few of them there their desire is for quick returns which reminds me of a well-known children's tale and there's an old book an old children's fable i think it's called a fable uh, it's called aesop's fable and you probably know what i'm talking about and this is the story that's obviously part of aesop's fables is a story of the tortoise and the hare. And now you understand what I'm getting at here. In this book, the hare, which I titled The Gamblers, is impatient, cocky, and willing to take unnecessarily risks in order to win the race. The tortoise, on the other hand, and this is your um, risk avoiders, but more the achievers, I suppose, is more what they are. Uh, uh, and these are happy to pull on at a steady and consistent pace. They've got a plan. The tortoise knows he's got to get to the finish line, so he's got a plan, and he just keeps walking, and that's his plan, and in the end of the day, he wins. Now, the gamblers don't want to waste time learning how to do something properly, and this is a big thing with the gamblers. They think doing a weekend workshop or an evening seminar or picking up a book, and they go, yep, now I know how to do it, I'm going to go, and they really don't, and that's really the dangerous part is... So rather than do something properly, all they want is get in and make money as they think that slow and steady is a really big waste of time, which is contrary to actually what the truth is. As much as the risk avoiders run on fear, the gamblers run on greed and have no thought of the fact that they could lose and lose big. Now what the gamblers do not realise and can't be told is that what seems slow in reality is much faster compared to the lost opportunity, loss of money, and hence loss of time by exposing themselves to fast-moving, highly leveraged markets or speculative stocks.
Remember the tortoise and the hare, and always keep that in your mind. A slow but steady pace with, with regards to investing and or trading is much safer, both in terms of security and that is overall risk you're going to take, and the potential financial reward. Therefore, although contrary to popular belief, if you choose to invest, it really pays to take a low-risk, educated, methodical approach to investing because you get to the finish line faster. So whilst it may sound like it's the opposite, it actually is faster. And I've seen this time and time and time and time and time again. So hopefully that's uh, been of interest to you. Now let's get into the market. I just want to talk a little bit about where the share market is right now and where it might be heading. Now the Australian share market has experienced uh, as expected, traded down a little over the past couple of weeks and may continue a little bit uh, to fall in the short term. Now, the good news is that, is that the fall has not been large and, in fact, the fall over the last three weeks has failed to fall more than the previous week's rise. So over three weeks, it hasn't fallen what the previous one week actually rose. So in short, this basically means momentum is stronger on the upside. Recently, we saw the All Ordinaries Index fall of high, uh, the All Ordinaries Index. I can't get my mouth to work properly today, can I? Um, it formed a high of around 5,672 points, and to date, this level has not been broken. Now, from here, we are likely to see the market slow for at least a few more days, and maybe maybe another week as it tests support of around that sort of 5,500, 5,550 point level. Now, if the All Ordinaries Index can stay above 5,546 and starts to rise again, then this means that the previous high will be broken and we should see the market uh, become bullish over the next four to six weeks or keep rising generally over the next four to six weeks. For those of you who observed the market over time, that's really nothing new. It's pretty much same-o, same-o at the moment. Um, And if you're familiar with how the market trades, higher for typically one to four weeks before easing back to build support for the next rise. That's really all it's doing now. Um, As we always ask, if you can get onto iTunes and Stitcher and and give us a uh, rate our podcast and really leave a comment of what you like and and what you want us to do as well. So get onto iTunes and really rate the the podcast. That really helps us. If you haven't found uh, Talking Wealth yet, that's our other podcast that you can do that too. And as I said earlier, just get onto yourtradingmentor.com.au and uh, there's lots of good stuff in there if you'd like to do that. As always, I'm Dale Gilliman, Chief Analyst here at Wealth. And you've been listening to The Upfront Investor. Good luck, take care and great trading. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this week's Upfront Investor podcast. For more information, products and services and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation.